0: Well, good morning, Heather. Hey, Chrissy. How is it going? It is going well. I'm telling you what, Heather. What we we're going to have to jump right into it today because I went deep down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I think that our show notes today has at least seven or eight links. Oh, in wow. It. Um, okay. I have comments from the audience. Um, we've got we've just got so so much, and it's very exciting. But before we get there, let's uh let's have a little housekeeping. Housekeeping. Come back later, please.
1: Housekeeping.
0: Okay, friends. So, as you know, we have three shows. We have content coming out every day of the week right now. Mm-hmm. It is winding down a little bit. Mm-hmm. little Heather, bit. congratulations on a successful first season of Heather Solves Everything. Thank you. All 12 are out now on they the air. Done. In right. the can. When will we uh, hear from you again? January. In January? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't know exactly what date, but... Um, I um, am looking forward to having my first guest sometime in January.
0: Which will be wonderful. Um, in the meantime, during your little bit of a break here, you've got about a month off, uh, we will have new Not Quite Therapy. Yay! And I'm telling you what, Brian and I did this show several months ago. We we did it a while ago, and uh, yesterday I happened to listen to an episode because he and I got into a new version of the conversation about the Sinbad thing that we talked about on episode eight. And that happened to be the episode that last came out before we recorded this. And so I turned it on and I'm like, man, we're pretty cute. (laughs) I was pretty happy with it. So not quite therapy. The rest of the run, there'll be four more that will come out over the next week and a half or so, folks. And then you will get episodes 13, 14, 15, and 16, which are new, which will be holiday themed. Um, We'll have three of them air for the rest of December, and then we'll have a New Year's show, which will be our series finale, and it'll be our wrap-up. So Brian and I will be done with our show, and we just had a wonderful time doing it. Awesome. So much fun. I
1: love being able to see that show come from idea to finale. Yeah. It's been really, really cool to see.
0: It's been a lot of fun, and it's funny uh, how much... Our friendship has grown and changed throughout the show too, mm-hmm. which I think is really neat. You yeah, because we didn't know each other very well at the beginning of the show, and by the end of the first season, we knew a lot of things about each other, and our friendship has continued. You know, throughout the months in between. So, I think it's going to be fun to come back in and revisit this thing that we've been off of since the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, so we had almost six months off of it, and now we'll be back. Cool, which will be fun. Also, guys, Book Club is going to be pushed. It was going to be next week. We were going to talk about Wild Cheryl Strayed, but we are going to push it two weeks because I think that next week we're going to do um, some COVID show. I think we're going to do a COVID show. I'm going to do a COVID show about the rules of COVID and how it's affecting the holidays and different things. So that's going to be an adventure, and it kind of ties into something that we're talking about today.
1: I think that's a really great idea for a show because nobody ever talks about COVID anymore. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> old news right old news masks and you know whatever what not right
1: I do like the little signs that have the mask on them that say "Don we now are plague apparel that's hilarious I haven't seen
0: that <laughs> yeah that's really funny I love it I know Heather I overheard my kids mm. a couple months ago mm-hmm. talking about a YouTuber who was canceled oh like from the world? Well, I exp- explained to my children that a person can't be canceled. Mm-hmm. I was like, a TV show can be can be canceled, but a, a person doesn't get canceled. But then I did a...
1: And now the results of Chrissy's cursory Google search.
0: I found out that people can be canceled. Oh, really? It is the modern day equivalent of blacklisting mm-hmm. or even book burning? Mhm. It's kind of a concept of like if we don't like it we will kill it. Right. Um at first I didn't dig too deep. I was like that's a weird phrase and I was like I, I think that's just something that the kids are saying. Right? right? But it just kind of kept coming up and the other day my kids were playing a video game called Among Us. Do your kids play this?
1: No. I've, I've seen references to it, but I don't know what it is really. It's
0: very, very popular. It's a game where you're like a little alien and you're in like a spaceship and you run around and you do all these tasks. But mm-hmm. one of you is actually the bad guy. It's the imposter. You're not really doing the tasks. You're only pretending to do the tasks so that you can sneak up on people and kill them. Okay. Ooh, okay. And um, so you sneak up on the people and you kill them. But during the game, everybody who's playing the game can take a vote as to who they think is the imposter. And they can kick you out of the game because they suspect that you're the imposter. If you get enough votes, you get kicked out. Mm. Even if you're not really the imposter. Even if you're not actually guilty, you get kicked out. I don't want to play that game.
1: It's kind of like Survivor. Well, it seems like... um, It seems... Like, it is ripe for um, exclusionary Mm -hmm. things that we don't want our kids to
0: do. So I was watching some children play this, and another adult with me said, it's like the cancel culture. Hmm. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to look at this, right? I'm going to have to get into this better. So here is what the Google said. The Google said cancel culture or call-out culture is a modern form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, either online on social media, in the real world, or both. Right. Those who are subject to this ostracism are said to be canceled. Um. I also went on to read that one of the biggest deals with the cancel culture is when you are canceled – You don't have an opportunity to apologize. You don't have an opportunity for redemption or forgiveness. You're just canceled, which means we're either going to fire you from your job or we're going to stop promoting your art, you know, and stop supporting your art. And we're going to do this because you did or said something that we deem bad.
1: Could it also be because we think or we heard
0: that you said or did something that we think is bad. Right. It is a real like moral authority thing. My way is the only right way. Your way is wrong and will not be tolerated. So we are going to cancel you. This also um ties to online shaming, mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. bullying. Yeah. Really, that's, you know. That's where my mind went with mm-hmm. the among us game. Right. Exactly. You can all kinda gang up, gang on, up on somebody. We don't like we don't like your opinion and we are going to get you fired from your job or we are going to get you, you know, ruin your life in some cases, yeah. in some cases it can ruin your life. Right. Um, I, I also did a little bit of looking and I wanted to know where this came from. I wanted to know how it started. I wanted to know who supports it and all this digging Turned this into a purple lipstick show Uh-oh. You may have noticed what I have you the purple say? lipstick on today <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that there would be so much I didn't know that this topic went deep I didn't know that people had a lot of feelings about it mm-hmm. And so let's, let's just kind of get into it But I need everybody to remember
1: I'm just saying I'm not saying I'm right I'm not saying you're right I'm not saying you're wrong So it's no big deal, right? I haven't even decided how I feel about it yet Please don't hate me It's just a question it's just a question.
0: Girl, it's just a question. Right. Yeah. It's just a question, friends. So kind of where did this term come from? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a brief history of cancel culture. Okay. There'll be a, a link up to this too. So in 2017, a writer named Shanita Hubbard tweeted, let's talk cancel culture with regard to controversy over Olympic gymnast Gabby Douglas's remarks about sexual assault. The term was often used in quotes, and it began to pop up sporadically on Twitter, basically. At the end of 2017, a magazine called Nylon Magazine had a list, all the people who have been canceled in 2017. Okay. So that's kind of the, the first that we started to hear about this. Obviously, I didn't hear about it until now, so I'm a little behind. In 2018, there was an essay written, Why Cancel Culture Needs to be Canceled. Mm-hmm. Then a few weeks later... Another article titled, Everyone is Cancelled, in the New York (laughs) Times, and they noted that rapper Kanye West, Kanye responsible for everything, right? Kanye used the word cancelled seven times in an interview. He was worrying that he would be cancelled because he didn't cancel Trump. Wow. Okay, so that's... You can't cancel a person. Yes, you can. You can cancel a person You because you go out of your way to tell other people to stop supporting this person. Right. You cancel them. You cancel their ability to work. You cancel their ability to be seen in the public eye. You take away their celebrity. Uh, it often happens to celebrities, it seems. So it's a it's a weird term, and yeah. I think that's what makes it kind of catchy is that it's kind of a – uh, hard to wrap your head around term, right?
1: Well, it's a very uh, it's a very tricky place to stand. If you are going to cancel somebody, then you better be pretty damn perfect, because yeah.
0: somebody could turn around and cancel you. Exactly. In 2019, Google Trends data showed that searches for cancel culture began to rise. Wired magazine, Time magazine, and other publications started discussing the trend. Okay. In 2020, this is what we're going to get to in a little bit. People got. Real upset about J.K. Rowling. She made um, some comments about gender identity mm-hmm. and they called for her cancellation. Right. They yeah. said, We're going to cancel J.K. Rowling. Um, at Mount Rushmore, Donald Trump compared cancel culture to totalitarianism. He said it's a political weapon that demands total submission from anyone who disagrees. And Google searches for cancel culture spiked. And that's where I found it. <laughs> there we are. Um, I also read something I thought was really interesting, Heather. It said that some of this erupted from safe spaces in colleges where kids don't want to hear things that hurt their feelings. Yeah. I will put up an article to a a link to an article about that. Um, and I'm going to tie that in. I got, I got a lot of comments from this. Now, something interesting about the comments that I got Most people wanted to be anonymous. I noticed that too. Most people felt like they could be canceled simply for talking about cancel culture. Exactly. Which I thought was really interesting. Most people who commented to me were men, which kind of surprised me. I didn't get a real balance from women. Um, A lot of people said, I don't know what this is. Mm -hmm. So I think there's an education piece that we get to do today. Um, And... I don't know the people who the people who commented. Nobody was like, "I'm totally for cancel culture." I think it's great. Everybody was kind of like, "I think it's bad." Um, some people said things like, "It's un-American." Mm-hmm. Um, some people said, you know, that it was fear mongering. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I got a lot of interesting um, comments, but one of the comments that I got, let me find it here. <sighs> The, I got I got diatribes too. These are these are really really long. <laughs> these are not. Uh...
1: People have some big
0: opinions, on yes, mm-hmm.
1: cancel culture.
0: A guy that I know said, "This is a phenomenon that has always existed in some form, but has become inflamed in the past half decade or so." I think it's rooted at least partially in the political division the country has seen for the past thirty years. This is part of the culmination of it. I think it's generally a sign of how rotten we've become, and an expression of our most destructive impulses. It's the active encouragement of a culture of suspicion, witch hunts, and purita- pur- puritanical. Puritanical. Yeah, that's a tough word. Puritanical judgment. It's hard to feel sorry for someone who gets fired for saying the N-word at work or something like that. That's where being canceled is a reasonable response. But when people lose their jobs and their entire reputation due to a dumb tweet from 10 years ago or a baseless allegation from an embittered ex or something like that, it becomes a question of where do we draw the line between what is reasonable and what is preemptive at best. I think this response effectively answers the second part of your question, propelled by, by an ideology oh i like this a lot propelled by an ideology of wokeness Mm -hmm. it's more about power and control than it is about fostering a climate of diversity and inclusion or protecting the marginalized although it is certainly presented as such and may actually achieve that end to an extent if it is in any way successful it comes at the cost of freedom of expression intellectual diversity rights of due process And He says, I think it's becoming ingrained in our culture in many institutions. Case in point, I work at a college, otherwise known as a cancel culture breeding ground, and I fear professional repercussions were I to come out publicly with these thoughts. I don't think it would be an exaggeration to say I could easily be fired for saying what I just told you, none of which should be controversial at all, even to those who disagree. The best way to deal with arguments and people we don't agree with is to engage with them honestly. Cancel culture has stifled that.
1: I completely agree. Right? When you first started talking about cancel culture and the concept of you know, being persecuted without any possibility of defending yourself, you know, I immediately did go to Salem Witch Trials mm-hmm. and Puritanical, um, which is, you know, uh, uh, I should finish the sentence that I started puritanical fear-based defensive techniques of eradicating anything that is a threat to the established way of thinking and it seems like
0: we are setting a very high standard right. of perfection And here. who established this way of thinking? Who decided this was the only right answer? You know, like, we are we allowed to have opinions? We're not allowed to have opinions on certain things, which we agree. Racism, you don't get an opinion on, you know? So if somebody comes out and they're blatantly racist, or if somebody comes out and they say, you know, like, I only like other people with the same color skin as me and everybody else is trash, a statement like that, is a good reason for something, you know, to, to, to not support that person. or to, right. you know. So there are a few things that we should universally agree on. But are you never allowed to make a mistake? Right. Are you never allowed to make a mistake? Are you never allowed to grow and change your opinion? You know, like when we get to J.K. Rowling, her comments, I think are, she's, she's in an evolution of, you know, and, and I don't think that she's... I no, no. Uh, I think a big part of it also is social media.
1: If I had yes. had the opportunity to share publicly my thoughts when I was 18, mm-hmm. they would not at all reflect the person that I am at 44. Master. No,
0: I'd be canceled. I did read some things about when forgiveness comes into cancel culture, and they were saying that someone like JK Rowling has a harder time being forgiven. I'll post an article to uh, a link to an article about this too. She has a harder time because she's made her comments recently and she's refused to apologize. Now, I don't know if we should have to apologize if that really is our conviction and we really hold it, but I do think that, you know, if you said something 10 years ago i have another article about a guy a young man who he um became like a celebrity overnight because he held up a sign at a um, baseball game Mm -hmm. and people were venmoing him and it just became like this cultural phenomenon and then he's this overnight celebrity and they uncovered a couple tweets from when he was like 18 years old now he's like 28 you know or whatever and um it was a couple of tweets that were racist in nature and they you know, put them out and they're like, let's cancel this guy. You know, like, this guy needs, he's a terrible person. And he was like, I'm embarrassed by my ignorant attitudes when I was 18. He gave a sincere apology because it was a long time ago and he's grown. And then it became an example where he actually went and started a, a charity and he became a philanthropist because of this and like good things happen. But the attempt to cancel him...
1: Are we not allowed to evolve as people and uh, admit that we have not always been this, this, ev- this, um, this mature uh, version of ourselves, which, by the way, is not nearly as mature as we will be in later years? We are right. still evolving. The ideas and concepts that we have now will change also. I just think that we're giving ourselves a lot of undue credit.
0: Well, um, I'm going to read you another comment. So this one, um, this person said I can use their name. This is my friend Bill over at um, the Democrat, the Tallahassee Democrat, the Capitol curmudgeon. Mm -hmm. Um, I look to him sometimes. I actually reached out to him and asked him for comment because he has a different historical perspective on things. And I do because he's a little older than me and he's been around longer and I, I wanted his opinion on how it contrasts with blacklisting and all different things. But he said, you have to set yourself up as superior and better than other people to say, The idea you just expressed is wrong and offensive. Therefore, I have the moral authority to stop you from saying or doing such things. I have the right to suspend you from school or require you to go to counseling to get your mind right because my morals and my way of looking at things are better than yours. Mm -hmm. He says, if I knew someone who used the N-word or said anti-Semitic things or expressed hate for gay people, for instance, I would have no hesitance in telling them, I don't need to hear that crap. You're not going to be included in future discussion with our friends and I would appreciate it if you don't bother contacting me anymore. But I wouldn't want to ban them from campus or stop them from writing or speaking anything they wish. I would just make it clear that I don't want them expressing those ideas around me. Like smokers, puff away, just not here. And I think that that's a, you know. Then he talks about, he talks a little bit about art in public places and statues and how we're toppling the statues because we're offended by them, you know, and He's like, look, you know, I wouldn't necessarily name the law school after the slave owner, but was this guy particularly different than other men of his age and era? You know, like, it was the norm at that time, and we can't pretend that history doesn't exist in the way that it does. Well, we,
1: we've seen um, a public example of this with um, Columbus Day right. now being Indigenous Peoples Day, mm-hmm. which I understand the reason why that shift has taken place, and I uh, right now am s- saying the words that I'm saying are to prevent myself from being canceled <laughs> by, by not being perceived as somebody who doesn't support Indigenous Peoples Day, because if I don't come out as... Im- supporting indigenous people's day then i must support the tyranny of christopher columbus right and i think that it's just a very stark um distinction to make and that it's also a very tenuous place to stand yes because you could easily be canceled because now you're a bigot
0: bill says there are a lot of terrible shameful things in our past but i don't feel any great moral compulsion to express my disdain for them now I guess a lot of us do yeah. feel that compulsion to express our disdain for them now. He says, I have no patience with people who say they are offended. Too bad. So what? I'm offended by two or three things every day. I can live with it. It's called being an adult. Right. Get over it. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. He says, aside from being infantile, I think cancel culture is stupid virtue signaling. Oh, look how good and wise I am. I shouted down a speaker who came to campus. That's not going to feed any poor child or prevent a teenage girl from dropping out of school. But I feel so good about demanding everyone to adhere to my idea of social justice. Yeah. I got some, some pretty cool comments, right? I got I got some people who really have given this some, some thought.
1: I remember when political correctness started to be a thing. I was in uh, junior high, and I remember people being... Um, negative about it and and rolling their eyes and i couldn't understand why because i felt like it's just compassionate and respectful and considerate of the people around you to you know to make these considerations with your speech and the way that 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 you perceive things um and i remember somebody saying well i can see this getting out of control to where anything that is offensive to, is considered offensive to anyone suddenly becomes politically incorrect and we are no longer allowed to speak of it. Right. And I thought, well, that seems pretty dramatic. I don't see that happening. But that's exactly what we're talking about here.
0: And I have a local example for you. Okay. So another uh, a local businessman sent me a message that said, I got canceled um, pretty hard earlier this fall. I posted a political meme to my personal Facebook page and another local... Prominent businessman called all the businesses that we were mutually associated with and told them that if they didn't cancel contracts with me, that he would cancel his contracts with them. Um, he says it's very real here in Tallahassee. And then we got into a little bit of a discussion about Esposito's. Mm -hmm. And I want to save Esposito's for our next one on how COVID is changing things. But it'll kind of cross over here because it is a cancel culture issue too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm going to save that for our next episode. But this particular um, businessman, I I asked him to send me the the meme that he had posted Mm -hmm. um, that, that was so offensive. And it is a meme of people... In Nazi Germany, doing the you know Nazi thing with yeah. you know um with their hand, and it says in the face of social pressure, it, it says critical thinking in the face of social pressure, and it's got a circle around one man that's not doing the salute, who's just standing there by himself. Okay. Um. So it's I mean kind of a kind of a good you Saying, know like don't go like along you with say, the crowd. Don't go along with the crowd. Now the hashtag on it. Is COVID manipulation. Oh, that's where where it got messed up. That's where I thought it got messed up. Oh. Because I was like, okay, so they don't like your stance on COVID. No. He says that the other local businessman didn't like any reference to Nazi Germany. His grandmother was a Jew, and that's why he was offended. So it wasn't even about the COVID part of it. According to... My source, you know, like, I I don't know. I didn't talk to both people on both sides of the party. But it doesn't even sound like it was, you know, I don't like your COVID. It's I don't like that you made any reference to Nazi Germany. Are we never allowed to? It happened. It happened. And the guy is standing up against it. The, the guy that is the, you know, the, the good one to look at, the one that you want to look at in the picture is... You know, I just think that's really interesting. And I think that's really interesting that somebody felt that because this offended them, that they would call around to all the local businesses and say, do not work with this person. And I said, did it harm your business? That's did what people my next listen? question. Did they do it? Yes. Wow. He said it harmed his business greatly.
1: Because if they didn't, then he would do the same thing to them and say, these businesses think it's okay for him to post what he would he might call it nazi propaganda mm-hmm. on social media and now they are complicit right
0: i asked um i asked if the person making the phone calls you know the the persecutor i guess um was like calling this businessman, a Nazi, if he was saying that he was a sympathizer and he says he doesn't necessarily think that that's what he was doing, but he was talking about his grandmother and his own, you know, his own feelings and, and all of these things. And I said, what did you do? Mm -hmm. You know, what, how did you combat this? And he said, I just let sleeping dogs lie and he didn't respond. And, um, I don't know if that's what I would have done, you know, like, but I, I do, have feelings about people who go out and apologize and pull things down and whatever. Like this guy doesn't feel like he did anything wrong. He's not sorry. Well, I, he didn't what, have yeah. anything to apologize. Yeah, for. he didn't have anything to apologize for, so he he didn't. So he let it go. He didn't call the businesses and say, you know, like, well, if you, you know, if you side with him, then I'll leave. You know, like, he 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 just he just accepted the losses to his business basically.
1: You know, I was talking about this topic with um, some running friends because I knew we were going to talk about it today. And I asked them for their feedback. And, you know, one of one of my friends said, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And, and, you know, I'm aware of that. um, But I feel like it never lasts very long. Like if you just don't give it any attention, then people have a pretty short memory and, and it'll fade away. And I think in some cases that's true. And I think that there's when it comes to a corporate situation, there are some corporations that are large enough and have enough money to be able to deflect and recover from that. You know, I think that I've, I've even heard, you know, news reports on NPR about, um, you know, corporate brands and how much they factor in legal fees for cancel culture so that they can recover from that. But then a small mom and pop owned business might not have that ability and they're much more susceptible yeah
0: that i think it'll be really interesting when we talk about esposito's a little bit esposito's um for our friends who are not local is a local garden center who had um santa in their store without a mask on and our community absolutely lost its mind there are thousands of comments on this thread we'll get into a little bit um next week um But it certainly was interesting to see people's outcry. I was particularly interested in some people were like, I can't believe you guys did this. You're the most terrible people in the world. Some people were like, I can't believe you canceled Santa and now I don't get to have Santa. Some people were like, you did a crappy apology. Some people were like, this is the best apology I've ever seen. Not one person of these like 2,000 comments. I mean, and I guess you wouldn't. But as I kind of glanced through them, I'm like. This doesn't have any bearing on my life. I saw all of those comments, mm-hmm. and I wanted to say,
1: y'all know it's not the real Santa, right? <laughs> like it's not actually Santa.
0: I mean, it's it's one of his uh, one of his one of his helpers. Yes, but we'll talk about that. In the, we'll
1: talk about it in the other show. We'll get there next time. There's a show on NPR called "The Show," mm-hmm. hosted by Harry Shearer, and he has a segment of that show called. The apologies of the week, Ooh. and it's fascinating because it is exactly this: it's it's people in the public eye or organizations who now need to issue a public apology for something that people have had an outcry over mm-hmm. that. The reason he chooses them for the segment is because they should not really have to apologize for this. It's just they're apologizing to appease the people who were offended and are now trying to cancel them. Right. Damage control.
0: I have another article that I will share. This one's kind of nice. Okay. A lot of them have been really stressful. This one's kind of nice. So this is a professor at Smith, Smith College, and it is titled... What if instead of calling people out, we called people in?
1: I saw this, and I didn't read it, so I'm glad you're going to share it.
0: Yeah, um, it, it goes through a few college students who can think about times that they canceled something mm-hmm. or that they felt canceled themselves. One, one girl says, it, it opens with, Nyla remembers being called out for changing her profile picture on Instagram in solidarity for something. <laughs> she can't quite remember what for, only that an older student she didn't know told her it was a scam. It made me feel really embarrassed, like a ton of people had seen it, and now I just looked really stupid. So, you know, it's kind of like, we don't even know what it was, you know. So so this woman, she's like, okay, all right, college students, let's talk about this, this call-out culture. Let's talk about, you know, she says, I am challenging the call-out culture, I think you can understand how calling out is toxic. It alienates people and it makes them fearful of speaking up because isn't that what this culture is doing? This culture is making people like you, Heather, people like me, reasonable ass people because people, we are reasonable people. Heather Mm -hmm. and I are fairly reasonable people. (laughs) We're fairly reasonable. We are generally reasonable. And it makes me afraid to have an opinion on anything Mm -hmm. because Half the people are going to come tell you that your opinion's stupid. Half the people are going to come tell you that you're the smartest person in the world, and I don't need to hear from any other people. Like it just makes me want to be quiet. And I think that it's silencing perhaps some of our most reasonable voices. You know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why the hashtag just sayin' exists i'm not saying i'm just saying it's just a question it's just a question or it's i'm it's i'm just saying can we just talk about it no we can't talk about it
0: well this lovely professor professor ross she's 67 years old they call her an unlikely figure in the culture wars she's a radical black feminist who's been he- doing human rights work for decades. She's one of the signers of a letter in Harper's Bazaar, which I'm also going to post. Um, this was a letter signed by 152 or 53 um, people who are calling out the call-out culture. <laughs> They're like, we need to put a stop to this. Right. And she was called out oh, for signing the letter. <laughs> she says, there is such irony for being called out for calling out the call-out culture. <laughs> it's very amusing. Um so she she's trying to combat against this. Uh, she, she says that, um, I, I love this. I love this woman for, for this sentence. She tells her students, if you need a trigger warning or a safe space, I urge you to drop this class. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl, right? Yes. I think we overuse the word trigger when we really mean discomfort, mm-hmm. and we should be able to have uncomfortable conversations, mm-hmm. she says. She doesn't – go ahead.
1: I was going to say it's a skill, and I think it's an important one Mm -hmm. to be able to have uncomfortable conversations without feeling threatened.
0: Yeah. I mean, we should be – like, this is where social solutions come from is an ability to talk about them. If you have the moral authority of what I say is right and there is – I will not hear you. I will not hear you. I'm going to plug my ears and sit in my safe space because I will not hear what you're saying – Nothing is ever going to change. No one is ever going to come any closer to, um, you know, a consensus or or any, you know. She says the antidote is calling in. Calling in is like calling out but done privately and with respect. It's a call out done with love, she says. It may mean sending someone a private message. Private is a, is a key word here, I think. Ringing them on the telephone, exclamation point. <laughs> what? To discuss the matter? <laughs> or simply me. taking a breath before you comment or screenshot or demand someone do better without explaining how. Yep. Why can't we why can't we do that? Calling out assumes the worst. Calling in involves conversation, compassion, and context. It doesn't mean a person should ignore harm, slight or damage, but nor should she, he or they exaggerate it. Every time somebody disagrees with me, it is not verbal vi- violence. She says, "I am not getting re-raped." Overstatement of harm is not helpful when you're trying to create a culture of compassion. She talks about different um, terms for it when she was young. How people called it trashing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that um, she says it used to be you would call someone to a duel. You know um, what's new is that. It's viral, and the speed and the anonymity of, of what we can do—that's a you know? big part of it. Yep, mm-hmm. a we big can, part of it. We can hide behind it, and we can say, "I'm right, I'm right, you're wrong," and I'm just going to post this comment about it, and it, you're not a real person that I'm even replying to in in my mind. You know. All right, let's uh, let's talk about uh, about good old J.K. Rowling for a second. So here is what she did. She said she she poked fun. Now I didn't go find her actual tweets. I read a summary. So if I get any of this wrong. Don't cancel cancel me. (laughs) Don't cancel me. It's fine. You know do my best here. I went down the rabbit hole deep. I've got at least twenty articles open on my computer right now. The one is not right in front of me about J.K. Rowling, but what I remember is that she said something about. <laughs> Can I just say
1: how ironic it is that you just had to have that disclaimer? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um,
0: I might get this wrong. There might be a, a misinterpretation of a word or something. Let's it's okay. chill, chill, guys. Everybody breathe. We're gonna be all right. <laughs> um, she uh, poked some fun. A newspaper. It, it might have been the New York Times. It might have been something else. Um, was talking about transgender individuals, and they were trying to describe women like you and I, women who were born biologically women. Mm -hmm. Um, They didn't want to make transgender people feel bad by not calling them real women, and they were trying to figure out a way to discriminate between biologically born women and... um, Women by choice? Yeah, um, they were trying to find a word for it, and they decided to call us, biologically born women, they called them um, humans who menstruate. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <that's... laughs> so the difference is that we menstruate. And that, uh, that's so gross. <laughs> J.K. Rowling made fun of it. And J.K. Rowling was called uh, she, uh, a transphobe or transgender-phobe. I'm, I'm not sure what the term is. They said that she was... Um, it doesn't mean she's afraid of them um she said she wouldn't apologize she said i i think that that is nonsense you can just call me a woman and she she doesn't i guess that she says she doesn't like transgender people who have not had reassignment surgery she does not feel like they should be able to be called women and that's very very offensive to some people and that's that i I understand if you are a person who identifies like that, that that would be upsetting. But I also think that we're still really coming of age with this whole gen- transgender thing. We did a show about it. Yeah. Hell, could have gotten us canceled. I don't know. Like, we're still learning. And J.K. Rowling is a little bit older. And she's got a view. And it's... She... she I don't... Like, she. they tried to prosecute her as a hate crime for this. Like, you know, like... And... I think she didn't do anything illegal right she has an opinion that you don't like but her book sales have plummeted yeah things are in bad shape for JK Rowling because she made this comment and they say specifically because she made it recently and she refuses to apologize that she is also a signer on the Harper's Bazaar letter that I uh, will be posting for everybody to see
1: just think it's a slippery slope I mean, I just think that it's a very precarious place to stand in a place where you make no mistakes and that you and everything that you say is correct and that nobody can pass judgment on anything that you say now or have said in the past. Mm-hmm. But I, I just I'm not willing to stand there. I, I, I just I, I I think that's I think it's ridiculous. It would be different if somebody came out and said. I think that distinction is ridiculous, and I think that those people are bad, and I think that, you know, they shouldn't have blah, 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 right, you
0: know, yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: now, like, if you're going to go and slander a whole group of people, then I think that's, that's different, because then you're being really rude and and inconsiderate and Mm -hmm. nasty, but to just express,
0: I think that's silly, Mm -hmm. fine, and like I said, I may have gotten it wrong, it might have been more offensive (laughs) than I thought it was, um, but that that is as I read it and interpreted it. Um, I really, really, really encourage our listeners to go read the Harper's Bazaar letter because, to me, opinion, which I think I'm still allowed to have, it reads as pretty cool. Pretty like like it is hundred and fifty some highly educated artists, writers, you know, um, human beings who are saying. Guys, we can't keep doing this. It's unhealthy. And the backlash and the response letters and the things printed in response to this letter, calling out the calling outers, you know, it. it you can go down a rabbit hole very quickly, friends. And I highly suggest that you do because I highly suggest that you see the power dynamics and the, the things that are happening in our society via social media, via... Um, you know, people of high moral authority and, you know, low empathy, quite frankly, you know, uh, people who believe that they are right. And this is a very polarizing thing that we need to be aware of. If we haven't heard of this, this is something that we need to be aware of. It's something that we need to look at.
1: I would say, you know, you said low or low empathy. I was thinking low life experience. I mean, I can't I have, without looking at the demographics of, you know, who's participating in the canceling, I assume, my perception, is that it's a younger generation of people who um, (laughs) may look back on this in 15 years and think, oh my gosh, I was so naive, I can't believe that I thought I had it all figured out. Guess what, guys? Your opinions are going to change over time.
0: You're going to get canceled for this. You're going (laughs) to... But I mean, it's the truth. Yeah, I'm, I understand. I'm, I'm I'm with you. I think this is really something to look at. You know what? I have, I have a quote that I think is going to... I like this one.
1: <clears throat> here's something someone else said that we wish we said, but since they said it, we don't have to say it. And they said it better anyway. So
0: here's Chrissy's quote. Okay, so a woman that I know named uh, Dana, I don't know who the author of this is. A, a friend of mine named Dana posted it. And um, if you know the author of this, please tell us. I, I like to, I like to know who wrote things. This is not perfect, but to me, this quote is a reminder that you have to be comfortable with who you are. You have to be able to stand up for what you believe. No one has all the answers. Try not to be like a bigot or an asshole, you know, but be mindful that all of us are still figuring things out, you know? And this quote that I'm going to read you is about ourselves. But let's go ahead and extend it to each other a little bit, too. And, kid, you've got to love yourself. You've got to wake up at 4 in the morning, brew black coffee, and stare at the birds drowning in the darkness of the dawn. You've got to sit next to a man at the train station who's reading your favorite book and start a conversation. You've got to come home after a bad day and burn your skin from a shower. Then you've got to wash all your sheets until they smell of lemon detergent you bought for $4 at the local grocery store. You've got to stop taking everything so goddamn personally. Amen. You are not the moon kissing the black sky. You've got to compliment someone's crooked brows at an art fair and tell them that their eyes remind you of green swimming pools in mid-July. You've got to stop letting yourself get upset about things that won't matter in two years sleep in on Saturday mornings and wake yourself up early on Sunday. You've got to stop worrying about what you're going to tell her when she finds out. You've got to stop overthinking why he stopped caring about you over six months ago. You've got to stop asking everyone for their opinions. Fuck it. Love yourself, kiddo. You've got to love yourself. Mm -hmm. The only way you're going to be like J.K. Rowling and say, fine, cancel me, you know, is if you feel like I'm doing my best here. I have an opinion. If you do something crappy, apologize for it. If you do something that you don't feel like is crappy, hold on to it until your mind changes. And allow yourself the ability to make up your mind. And for God's sake, people, if it's not going to matter two years from now, don't go on the Esposito's Garden page and write about it. Like... Unless you're pretty sure you're perfect. Yeah, unless you're pretty damn sure. Until next. We apologize, but How to Do Life has been canceled due to the fact that Chrissy and Heather have too many opinions on cancel culture.
1: Don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah, tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram. And tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe and tell everyone you know. Until next time.